This is Dietrich Fulmer here for everyone who doesn't eat everybody's gumbo here. Thank you for having everyone here this morning here. And I have our co-host, Kim Marshall, uh, in affordable housing of Little Rock, Arkansas. How you doing, Kim, this morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, man, good morning to you, man. It's going to be waking up and just having some pleasant conversations about some life and Man, how you doing? Being stuck in your home. You probably ain't stuck in your home, but man, uh, these employment numbers um, just come out from, I believe, I don't know if it was ADP or one of the uh, on the, com- on the um, commercial side of the world. And then, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, the raw numbers from the uh, data from the feds come out from the Labor Department next on next Friday, uh, to be exact. They always come out the first Friday of every month. Uh, they said be three million new claims, um, in which that's going to shock the market like it haven't been shocked ever before over the last two weeks and drive down the the stocks. On uh, trading should be starting in a few minutes, eight thirty every morning if you're on the Central Standard Time, uh, nine thirty if you're on the East Coast. Um, man, what's your thoughts on that, Kim? So to put all of that into perspective, the number of three million unemployment claims, if we had to compare it to the recession in 2008, they thought the numbers were really high and the numbers were like at 700,000. And now we're at three mm. million. Whoa. So if we want to really put that into context that, and and look at it from that perspective, it's major. The f- other side of that is people are saying, well, Amazon and Walmart and InstaDrive and CVS and all of these other places are looking for workers and people can work. But let's put that into context. So we're talking about maybe 300,000 positions open and those are temporary and or part-time positions mostly compared to 3 million. That's still a drop in the bucket. I don't want to sound such so much like a Debbie Downer or just negative. These are just facts. These are just mere facts. So if we have 300,000 jobs open from the retail sector, but we have 3 million unemployment claims and at our highest peak in 2008, it was 700,000 claims. That that takes a minute to absorb. That, That just you just have to sit back and absorb that for a minute and say, wow. Wow. And I think the most. The most devastating thing uh, about this entire situation is there's no real ending date. You know, our president said Easter, but the attorney general or the surgeon general, I'm sorry, was very clear and said that date is very flexible. He was very um, politically correct (laughs) not to contradict the president, but he was very firm with saying that is a very flexible date. And we all know what flexible means. It means it may come and may not come. But from my interpretation of his comment, he was saying that it's not going to happen. Easter, but I'm not going to sit here and contradict the president of the United States, but that's really kind of far-fetched. Yep. 
So, so it's so it's true. it's really a, a huge tragedy uh, to our economy overall. And again, Dedrick, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that we don't know what this looks like. We've never experienced anything like this globally or nationally. And we just don't know. There are so many unknown factors. So that's my take on the unemployment. Yeah, there's a lot of unknown factors. And um, and, and just give me a comparison. Yeah, like you said, there are a lot of employers, uh, essential uh, employers are hiring. But you got to keep in mind, you got to match salary to salary. Um, if you're making, and most people who are let go, I know a lot of people are affected directly who work in, you know, small business, especially uh, supporting um, healthcare institutions. Um, and so you're making, you, you're, you know, nursing assistant, you're CNA, you work in patient billing, you're making, you know, $15, $25 an hour. You have that skill set, been doing it for almost 12, 10 to 12 years. And then you've been let go. You have nowhere else to go to because everybody in the same situation and everybody's searching for the same job. Amazon will hire you, but they pay you $9 an hour. That's not going to support you paying your rent, paying your mortgage, paying your car notes, paying your credit card bills, paying other items that you have, other commitments you have. So just because they say they're hiring, those, those are jobs. Those are not careers. There's a big difference. These people who and, are and that's, claims this is their career. Yeah. And that's very factual. And I, I think the other perspective of the temporary hiring for retail workers is, is that really safe? Is that practicing the social distancing that has kept everybody home and they're shutting down businesses here in Arkansas, in Little Rock specifically, they just and they may be doing it in other places. I'm not sure, but they just shut down the barbershops, hair salons, nail salons, tattoo parlors, um, massage therapists, all of those things have been completely shut down. So now we're talking about folks that get that daily cash mostly and depend on that daily flow of cash. I don't know what that looks like. I wish I did. I wish I could experience just getting daily cash. You know, <laughs> you know I'm used hmm. to working yeah. and getting a check, a, a compensation check, whether it be W-2 commission or whatever, you know, at a certain time of the month. But these people are used to getting money every single day every single day and that's going to be a big jolt uh, and a lot of them um, with this newer uh, generation they're just starting mm -hmm. the millennials mm -hmm. are just starting and I love the millennials I, I say it a hundred times that were reverse mentoring piece is so very important they could teach us so much and we could teach them so much so we just got to figure out how to meet somewhere in the middle but those newer folks that <laughs> I, I have a cousin that started a, a lash business she just started doing mm -hmm. some kind of lash extensions or something but do they have the real business savviness to make it through this economy, number one? Number two, do they have the business savviness to control that everyday money 
and make it work for them and look at this as maybe monthly put it somewhere. I don't know what that looks like. Again, I've never experienced that, but you have to have some real self-control when you're getting that money in daily. And if you're not making deposits, if you're not working off of a budget, I am big, big, big on budgets. Everybody needs a budget. That is just like my pet peeve. When I hear someone that say they don't have a budget, well, I make money. No. Mm -mm. Again, my, my comparison is the United States of America has a budget. Everybody needs a hmm. budget. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. And, and a lot of people are typically surprised when they make their budget, when they start getting down to those incidentals to see how much money it actually takes to run your household versus the money that you bring in. A lot of times you'll see that that paycheck is spilling over from the next paycheck and you haven't fulfilled all of your obligations off of your one month worth of income because you're kind of dipping into the next month. And so you've got to know that. And the story is that you put three to six months worth of your household expenses away for a rainy day. How do you know how much to put away if you don't have a budget? What what do you what do you do? You're just gonna say okay, ten thousand dollars to take care of me, but that's not factual. If your household expenses are three thousand dollars, then what does that look like? Well, Six I, months, I, three. And I can help you on that. And this is Kim Marshall. This is it's today's co-host Kim Marshall of In Affordable Housing. She's a certified Kim Marshall. Counselor. Kim um, Marshall. Yes, yeah, all day long of Little Rock, Arkansas. For inaffordable housing, but Kim, I'm going to answer your question. What I always tell individuals that, in being realistic, is that it's usually the method that banks, Bank of America, um, took this concept for years. And sometimes I don't know why other banks didn't take, didn't join in on that campaign about taking the remaining balance. You could take coins. Um, if it ran to the next dollar, the coins go into a separate account. Also, too, and I always say this rule you take the amount. The day before you get paid. So the, 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 whatever that balance is, the day before you get paid, take those funds and dump it to a high interest bearing account. That's where you can accelerate savings because that's technically your true disposable income. Be want to be realistic. And disposable income is based on what is the amount that's sitting in your account the night before you get paid. When direct deposit or deposit your check. That amount, dump it to an interest-bearing account. That's where you can say, hey, I'm seeing my money, and that's my true residual income. And that's all to let you know, man, if you've got to keep borrowing money and you got to, you know, pay, you know, Rob Paul, Rob Peter to pay Paul, Rob Peter to pay Paul, then, of course, you need to get some help. Um, you know, um, you know, help is not just mental. It's not just physical help. It's financial help. You know what I'm saying? And financial health is just as much as anything. Health and health goes hand in hand. You need health in order to fix your health. Um, you can't do it by yourself. You can't do it alone. And there's resources out there who can assist you in everything to make that possible. You know, and so Absolutely. this leads and and, and and Kim, and this leads on to the next into we're going to our next topic um, for is the highest impact mortgage banking. But before I jump in that vertical you mentioned something. You made me get on my soapbox about that budget, so I, I kind of derailed the yeah. conversation. Because yeah. I want to stay on that. That is my thing. That budget is that my thing. So I, yeah. let's get back on topic. Er, 
Let's yeah, go back. I don't want to get off of that. I want to <laughs> hear this about budgeting because, you know, I give an example, especially for small business owners, because uh, as me run a corporation and run a, a small business based on the amount of, you know, revenue plus also my employees uh, that I have, you have, and I talked to a local CEO of a uh, construction company here in town, and we had a dialogue on one of, our, one of my current clients. And he said, I said, man, how are you sustaining, you know, construction? He said, Dadry, you got to put yourself in multiple verticals. And I, I always preach that you cannot, you, you, and I'm telling all small businesses, when I mean multiple verticals, I'm not saying the fact that, hey, you know, I use Raisin Kings, Todd Graves, man, good man, um, years, and he he's the founder of Raisin Kings. And when he created Raisin Kings, he said, I'm going to keep it simple and stupid. I'm going to have chicken, flour, bacon soda, mayonnaise, Leah Perrin's Worcestershire sauce. Uh, um, I'm going to use uh, cayenne pepper, garlic powder, Tony seasoning. Uh, I'm going to use uh, uh, garlic. I'm going to use French, uh, not French toast, excuse me, Texas toast with butter, uh, French, a crinkle cut French fries, and that's it. Those are the, and chicken, chicken tenderloins. And I'm going to use a Kaiser bun and lettuce. That's all the ingredients he have. It's crazy, huh? But what he did, I'm going to put in markets that nobody wants to be. I'm going to put in, I'm going to put in exclusive areas where Chick-fil-A going to be at. Then I'm going to put in areas where I got my local rib shop and palm shop at. So I'm going to put in, in urban areas and I'm going to put in suburban areas. I'm going to touch all areas. I'm not going to follow Chick-fil-A concept. I'm still going to follow Chick-fil-A concept and put in, if there's a Chick-fil-A, there's a Canes within two miles, a mile and a half. Of, you'll never see a Canes. You always be a Canes within a mile or half a mile of Chick-fil-A. But you still have one hood, and we're going to sponsor every high school, school district there is out there. Because we want them, after they leave from the game, they're going to come to Raising Canes. And so what and what that means is I'm gonna keep a simple product, but I'm gonna hit all I'm gonna hit all different markets so I hit different verticals. That's what we do here at Gumbo Lending Group. We don't just we don't go and tell people we could do five and eighty-five credit score and we roll that all day long. No, we don't do that. You know, do we do we have products that do that space? Yes, we do. We service all customers. We service everybody. But what our what we do, we take care of the jumbo clients. Just as much as we take care of the first home buyer clients, we do them all. And we just don't lend just in our zip code. And that's what's wrong with a lot of realtors. That And realtors, stop stop doing real estate services in your backyard. I know your broker tell you, you can refer that off and get a couple of dollars. No, you own that market. If you're in Little Rock, you should be able to do in Little Rock. You should be doing Northwest Arkansas region. You should be doing from Palm Bluff, from El Dorado to the South. Doing Northwest Arkansas to the north Northwest, okay? Where what you, you know have, all about that about know. Little Rock? Oh, what yeah. you know? Oh, you know not, so much about I, Arkansas. I, I Why you know Arkansas. all these cities in Arkansas. Arkansas? What's really going yeah. on? But because Gumbo Lending Group will be taking over Arkansas in a matter of few months, so just uh, okay. That's that what's up right there. Okay, yes. so you you we're named off soon. some key areas. Pine yeah. Bluff yes. is um, you know, we got Palm to the south. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Pine Bluff is 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 a small town that's going to be revitalized by the casino. So there's going to be a lot of lending opportunities there because they are building a mega casino there that's going to drive the economy. And those folks are need somewhere to live. And those folks are going to need some affordable housing and they're definitely going to need some um of course, money to purchase their homes. And yeah, that's going to be a great area. Look at you. I'm impressed. Oh, I'm well, totally impressed. Yeah, so, you well, know, Pine Bluff. I, I, uh, I may have some little intelligence sometimes. <laughs> I'm just impressed <laughs> that you know my state like that. I'm, yeah. Yes, okay. Yes. Two points yeah. with Dedrick. Okay. You. Ding, 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 yes, ding. Thank you. Yes, yes, and I and I give an example. I mean, if you if you take the state of Arkansas, if you look at the map, and Kim, you can explain this a whole lot better. You know, um, you know, Arkansas have you know, I call free areas. It's like a belt. Okay, you have El Dorado, you have El Dorado. El Dorado. Excuse me. We're gonna call it El Dorado in Louisiana, but y'all call it El Dorado. So I'm gonna give El Dorado to you. I'm gonna do that for you. I'm gonna do that for you. And so, so if you go down to the to the belt to the south, where it, it corners Louisiana uh, and Mississippi to the northeast side, and of course you have Texarkana on the northwest side, uh, which was a prime market back in the eighties and early nineties. A lot of industries were there back in the seventies and eighties when Shreveport was thriving, and it was more of a spin off mm-hmm. of Shreveport. And of course, if you go into the central part of the state, the nucleus, of course, is Little Rock, and of course, Walmart um, just exploded. Um, Northwest Arkansas up there in Bentonville and Smart Fifth. And that's where the University of Arkansas uh, Fayetteville is located over there. And so I bring it up. Home on those razor bags. This is what I tell yeah, yeah, they try. And they didn't write uh, since uh, Nolan Richardson um, left the camp back in uh, the early 2000s. But I, we've struggled. We've day. struggled. We've yeah, struggled. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, you're yeah, right. That's another conversation. You know, I'm always interjecting yeah, some kind of the, something. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all go back to the OAD um, uh, for years. Rest is rest is soul. But um, you know, uh, but I bring it up because you have a lot of industries there, and so if you're a realtor, uh, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you sell. If you you're a florist, you always want to have yourself in different markets. Um, don't just say, hey, I'm going to just go hand off my business to someone else and I'm going to just get a small comp. That's a W-2 mindset. Get out the W-2 mindset and get on the 1099 mindset. You know what I'm saying? And 1099 mindset is the way it's the fact that you're self-employed. You're going to make the money. You're going to control the dollar. You control your destiny. If you're going to be self-employed, if you're going to step out on faith, do it. Go all the way. Don't. Don't relax. Last night, I'm. I mean, I worked till almost three thirty in the morning last night. Got up. Is that why your voice is so scratchy this morning? Is that why your voice is uh, so no. scratchy this morning? Are you no, coming I'm down just, with uh, I, something? N- no, no. I, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Well, we're not talking about the coronavirus. Oh, goodness. Lord, no. We certainly oh, wasn't talking oh, about that. I was talking okay. about maybe like a sinus or something. You know, yes, I think were. one of the things no, people no. are forgetting that this yes. is allergy Seasonal. season. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I, I battle with that, especially during in-between seasons. Uh, right now, mm-hmm. we're going this conversion between spring, winter to spring, uh, right. summer to fall. Anytime change of seasons, uh, that's a, a, norm, a norm for me. But you know, so I, I bring it up, man. You got to work hard. And when he, when, when, when that CEO explained it to me, 
And we, we got to learn how to reach out. And I think a lot of age groups, we're afraid. We, are, we interject our personal feelings and our personal experiences into our professional endeavors. Just because you fear in your relationships in your life means you don't fear in your endeavors professionally. We don't know how to separate the two. And I always say this, get your life right first before you start incorporating other people's lives into your professional life, especially if you want to operate your business. Step out on faith. Don't worry about money. It's kind of like I coach kids all the time. Start looking at the school board. Okay. I could give a less about the school board because there's many times that I preached for 20, 30 minutes. We won the game, blow them out, but we didn't execute and we made fundamental mistakes. And the guys that coach, we won. I don't care about that win. How did we progress from last week? How did we regress from practice two nights before? It's mm-hmm. all about progression. It's all about improving, perfecting. And it's like the late Kobe Bryant said, had that Mamba mentality. If you're mm-hmm. not striving to be better, if you're not striving to be in other markets, you know, because I get asked all the time, like, Edric, you know, why are you live in Cyprus, but it's in northwest side of Harris County and your office in another county? I said, why not? And I asked this question to the agent. I said, so why are you only closing one deal every nine months? And I, and I, I just get those stare. Same thing. I mean, what that difference? Do? I don't work on convenience. I work based on expanding myself in different markets and different areas and emerging markets and how we can expand our market, how we can penetrate and gain market share. That's the difference. And that's why I tell people is that it's either going to be your career or your hobby. It's either going to be your job or your career. Okay. So again, what was the common denominator? Career versus everything else. So folks, if you lost your job, this is a time that you start considering other verticals in your life. You start, get away from hobbies. Focus on, say, hey, if I'm a CNA, I need to take my butt back to school to be an REM. Go big. You know, if I'm a sous chef, I need to work myself out where I can start doing catering. I can start doing private dining. I can start opening my own truck, you know, food truck or standalone store. Go ahead, step out on faith. If you work in retail and if you're great in creating a certain product, you have all the marketing. Your company trained you well how to market different products whatsoever. Hey, promote some stuff online. You know, there's ways to make money to just diversify yourself. I had to do it. I had to get slapped around for 20 some odd years. You know, going through, this is the first time in my life, Kim, that I don't have to worry about email or phone call to say, Dedrick, we need you to jump on a call because we're gonna let we're gonna let you off. The first time in my life. I have freedom. Hmm. And so when when I was, you know, balling crawfish uh on Sunday and um, doing a, a pop-up sale over the weekend, just just because just bored, and and one of my uh, insurance referrals uh, partners, you know, he came to him. His wife was let go, and now they brought him back furloughed, but they brought him back to volunteer um, until hopefully they get back comp later, and you know, and it, it impacted them because now bills are due. And so this, you know, with 3.8 million claims 
project the league, you know, and of course later department going to validate that next week. Like you said, Kim, it's going to now change that we can't be, we cannot allow ourselves to be so comfortable in our in our situation. I'm, like, I'm not comfortable because I'm on as good as last last week. I'm on as good as yesterday, and I got to constantly bring in business, and I got to constantly maintain the business I have, and I got to constantly go market. I got I can't get comfortable. So you got to bring it a great. The, the train has to keep rolling, and so you can't get complacent. So Kim, you know my question to you in the budgeting: How do you budget yourself? And I'm going to get off this topic on budgeting. How do you budget? What resources out there for someone that needs to budget? Where do they go? Who do they contact? And how they can they get help? So there, there are a couple of things I, I've been sitting here listening to you. So there are a couple of resources out there for uh, budgeting. I am. I, there are two resources that I like to use. I like to use Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, and I like to use D Free, the letter D Free. And uh, the guy that starts that, I'm not real sure, but you can Google D Free. I'm trying to do it while I'm speaking, and they have budgeting mm-hmm. tools there. I would say, as a start, one of the things that I share with folks and and I don't pick on any generation because this is multi-generational your phone is your best resource it is for more than entertainment please utilize that phone for other things you tell Siri everything else Siri call this Siri text this Siri 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 find me a budget Siri, mm-hmm. find me a budget and that I can go by. But Dave Ramsey and D Free are great uh, resources to start with the budget. And of course, anyone is more than welcome to call me or reach out to me. Again, I can be found on Facebook at just regular old Kim Marshall. I'm on Instagram, Kim underscore Marshall One, uh, and on Twitter the same handle kim underscore marshall one you can email me at kim marshall 1012 at gmail.com reach out to me i'm i'm open an open book i want to assist you to be the best person that you can be financially that's the first thing then i want to digress just a bit back to what you're talking about uh, diversifying your income You know, the most important component of diversifying your income and getting out there and making that happen is one thing. It's relationship building. Everything is about a relationship. If you go out there and you talk to people and you, the relationships are built and the money will come. Now, let, let me pause right there because I know networking and talking to strangers, that's a huge fear for folks. Listen to me clearly. That's coming from a natural born introvert. People don't believe it. I hmm. am such I an to. introvert. Being to. here, working at people. home. 
Uh, Working at home right now instead of going into the office. I'm so good. It's it's unbelievable. I'm so good. I walked down this hall. I opened this bedroom door that that I have set up as an office. I come in here. I close the door because I'm at work. I'm in work mode now because this is my office. It's set up. I have have my desk, my printer, my scanner, my laptop, my bookshelf, my file. I have everything. This is my office. So this is coming from an introvert that has learned to be an extrovert when I go out into the public arena. And I'll tell you what I do because I am an introvert and I'm not a master networker. I, you know, there are some people, I used to work with a guy that he would literally (laughs) touch everybody in the room. That's a master networker. I don't do that. What I do is I talk to the people that I know briefly I give them two minutes or less because I already know you. I have a relationship with you. I'm moving on to someone else that I don't have a relationship. Mm -hmm. And depending on the size of the crowd, I determine, okay, it looks like mm, about 60 people here. I'm going to make 10 new contacts. My introvert personality won't allow me to talk, try to talk to everybody in the room. But if I get 10 contacts out of a room of 60, I have accomplished a goal because now you have the work of follow up, staying in contact and making that relationship fruitful from that point. That's not easy. You can't meet a person at an event and Okay, it's done. No, 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 no. You follow up with them. Hey, it was good meeting you last night. And uh, I hope you, the cabbage that you planted that we talked about turns out <laughs> well when it comes up. You know, shoot me ahead of cabbage. I like cabbage. You've got to make it personal. You're you're not going in for the kill event, uh, initially. You're not going in, hey, I need you to come up. You're building a relationship. Then you talk about, hey, you know, when you do this and this, that, then you get into the spiel. They know what you do. That's just a side mm-hmm. note until you build that relationship. And once you build that relationship, your mind is there. Your name is always going to come to their mind and you find that core. What What is their, what's their core value? A lot of times it's their children. Find out something about their children. Oh, my daughter takes ballet lesson. Okay. Well, guess what? My daughter took ballet lessons too. Now we have a connection. We've established a rapport between ballet. Now we're going to take that to the next level. That's how you're going to build your business. And again, I, I say that and I'm so passionate about it because I am the ultimate introvert. People, it's so hard for people to believe, and I think it's hard for people to believe that really don't understand what the traits of an introvert are. But that is so me. But you have to get out there and build those relationships. I enjoy people. I can't help the way the good Mm -hmm. Lord built me. Mm -hmm. He said, you're going to be an introvert, Kim. Introvert, Kim. Introvert, Dedrick. Extrovert, XYZ. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So build those relationships and the money will come. Uh, And I think I've shared this before on this show. It's the, the saying used to be there's a slice of the pie for everybody and the pie is big enough for everyone to have a slice. That's not where we're going. I don't want you to give me a slice of your pie. I don't want your pie. I what I want is I want the ingredients to make my own pie. 
I can make my own pie. All I need are the ingredients. So in order to build your business, all you need are the tools. Once you have the tools, you have your own mindset. You have your own spin on how you want something to work or what you want it to look like. And I don't care. Just like we don't have if we have a cane chicken. Is that what you call it? Cane chicken? If we Raising have one, cane. I'm not so aware. Raising cane. If we have oh, you, one, I'm not aware of it yet. You're missing out. Well, I don't think we have one. So then that means I need to come to Texas to get some Raisin Cane chicken. No, I'm a Chick-fil-A no, girl. No, it's right in front of you. It's, 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 um, just Google it on your phone and like like you said, the millennials do and, and it's there. But no, I mean, they don't want our sponsors. But hey, Todd, if you want to sponsor the show, man, you're more than welcome to. Love to have you. Hey, Todd. Hey, Todd, you're the man, hey, man. Todd. Todd is the dude, man. So. So Todd, I got you, man. If you, if you, if you, if you, we would love to have you as a sponsor, but you know, want to go. Uh, so you had asking about um, uh, uh, for us any impacts of change in the industry. So let me go a couple of updates, to everyone. This industry wide, uh, right now, uh, right now, jump uh, non QM products. This was bank statement loans, uh, loans that was geared for commercial purposes, like for fixing flips and investment properties and alternative documentation. They have been pulled from the market. The entire industry is over. Don't know it's going to come back. No one knows. That's over. Jumbo financing, the only jumbo financing that's still available out there is going to be VA jumbo. But certain lenders that offer, and most of your non-banks, um, we offer it at Gumbo Lender Group. Let me give our disclaimer, 926037-1854397. Just want to get that disclaimer out there. But... We offer, it's called a Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac high balance programs. Uh, that's still out there, but it's to a certain cap. Uh, but it doesn't capture the whole entire jumbo market. You buy houses in the late six, seven, eight, and the nine to a million dollars if you try to put, you know, a significant down payment. So I discussed that later. I'm just talking, you know, 30,000 feet in the air. Um, the next product that's going to roll down a pipe that's going to get pulled, and I'm just getting notification on, is FHA 203K. And as well as um, Fannie Mae Homestyle, the exotic products. So any exotic products are great to go away. Uh, they require a lot of bandwidth. They require a lot of resources. They're very expensive and very time consuming. So right now, only thing that's going to be offered, just like if you go to a restaurant, they're going to give you a limited menu now. We're only going to give you short order items. Burgers, so are you saying the 203Ks are going away? Sandwich. They're probably going to be a lot of companies are going to stop offering them uh, to suspend them temporarily. I have uh, hmm. three investors already have pulled back. I'm starting to see more. Um, so it's going. We're going to go into the bare bones um, for its products. Um, I mean, you guys still got a couple out there that's still offering it, but the question is how long. Um, and it's, it takes customers a couple weeks to get everything rock and rolling and find a property and and get a good contract to get everything online to say, hey, we, this is what we want to do. So those are our angles and verticals is really starting to be feeling some impact that may be going away. Um, not permanently, let me make that clear, but just uh, temporarily because of just the craziness in the market. So, you know, just to make, just to condense this down is that if you're still trying to buy a home, you can still do so. If you want to use FHA financing, it's out there. If you want to use conventional financing through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, it's out there. It's not going nowhere. Um, for this situation that rates 
all of a sudden go drop or in or low rates. Rates, they jump. They go down one day, they go up two hours later. And then before the email, they went up three, four times. And I've seen it goes from at least, and we call it basis points, but for rates, it sometimes goes up from a quarter to, a, to three quarters in a matter of hours. It could start our morning at par. Then at two o'clock, it could go down a quarter. So we're going down a quarter. Rates drop down a quarter. By an hour and a half later, it went up a half a point. So it netted a half a point gain from the original open in the morning. And then at four o'clock, it went up another quarter. And five o'clock, it went up an eighth. So it went up almost a full point, three quarters of a point by the time we start in the morning. That's how rates have been. So if you have loan officers out there telling people, oh, man, you can refi, you can refi. The only product right now, okay, if you can refi right now, that could give you some aggressive opportunities is VA. It's VA and, and, and FHA to a certain extent. Um, certain lenders, I got an investor this morning, um, three o'clock, he texted me three o'clock this morning, and he's on the West Coast, and they're suspending an FHA. Hmm? And I don't know, it's due to, yeah, they may be, because you have to understand these investors, they 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 have a middleman before they go to GMA. They have, they have a, an investor they go to. And so they they lend off a lot of credit. And so if Jenny May is buying those pools, they may say, hey, hold tight, because we're trying to wait on what the Fed's going to do. If we're going to make a hundred five, make a make a hundred five cents on a dollar. So that means that we're going to make a dollar five cents on every dollar or we're going to make a dollar 15 cents on every dollar or we're going to make 85 cents on every dollar. So right now. Financial institutions say, okay, well, we're going to cap our lending or we're going to price it out so nobody want to lock, you know what I'm saying, or even want to do our product to see and wait and see on how we're going to sell these loans to the secondary market. So there's a lot of complexities that's going on right now uh, in the market. So I'm not discouraging to say don't look or don't buy or don't refi, but sometimes patience is a virtue. And sometimes mm. patience can get you slapped in the face, too, because rates can jump at six, seven percent in the next few weeks or it could drop down back into threes and twos. No one right. knows. So that could kind of. And, be, and okay, so ultimately, so what was the ending uh, approximately? What was the ending rate for yesterday? Uh, it's based on the program. There's no such ending date because rates are are, are based on uh, pricing adjustments. Uh, it could be based on credit, how much you borrow. And other attributes, um, but I'm just giving you a standard um, that it's not based on what the rate is, because I can give you rates as low as two percent if you want to buy. Um, of but course, if you don't want to pay for it, yeah, if you don't want to pay for it, you know, it could be threes and fours and fives based okay. on what program okay. you want to be part of. Um, but what 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 changes is not just the rate; is the is the how the market controls par. Par is if like in a game of golf, if if hole number nine is it says there's a par four. Par four means that you have to hit it stroke four times. And if you stroke four times, you get par. So that means that you have four strokes to get to that hole. So in the course of the day, you say par have went over three or four, uh, uh, three quarters of a point as 0.75. Some days it drops a half. Every day it changes. And just because the stock market does bad, using mortgage markets does well. Now it's the reverse effect. The, mortgage, the market don't do well. 
then the rates go up. It's crazy. Something we never seen before. So it just it's just a different the financial market it just it just all the rules have been broken. Um for as was how we normally make predictions. And when I'm honest, so I just want to make that clear. So Kim, just go into our last topic before we end our broadcast. Um and I know it's been late your broadcast this morning. Uh, Kim, and how you doing? Well, everybody has ample time because everybody's quarantined, so we can go a little longer if we need to. And <laughs> people should just. <laughs> well, these so folks need to get their okay. long clothes, so I, I, I gotta, I gotta get back into production. <laughs> yeah, I, I have things to do too, but. But no, we, big, can, yeah, we, can, we can uh-huh. go a little bit over if we need to. What's your last question, sir? Mm-hmm. No, my question is to you is that for as you've been quarantined in your home and you be in a stay home order or whatever, what are some best practices you're doing for us enjoying your home? And have you picked up any home improvement things or have you decided to clean up a closet? What did you decide to do during this time? So I think one of the most important things is to keep some type of normal routine going. If you get completely out of your routine, it's going to be really hard to bounce back. So I wake up every morning, just like I'm going to work. I do my regular routine, get dressed. Of course, I don't get dressed, dressed. You know, I'm not sure if leggings and a t-shirt is dressed, but I get dressed Mm -hmm. enough where I can go out of the house. And then I come into my office and I work. I work just like I am at work and I close my door and I'm at work. And when I get up to go Mm -hmm. out to take a breather, I'll go out on the deck, get some fresh air. I may walk around the block for 30 minutes or something. And then I come back in and I work until 4.35 o'clock and I get things done. And then once my day is over, again, trying to stay in that same routine, I close my office door. It's time to close down and I go about my normal routine in life. I think that's going to be very, very important for people to keep some type of normalcy in their lives, especially as they're dealing with children. I have three great nieces that live in Orlando, Florida, and I FaceTime them because I read to them once a day. Uh, That's our thing. We get on Zoom Mm, and we read and I read a story to them. Yeah. And so uh, the other day they came on. I'm like, did y'all just wake up? Yes, ma'am. Oh my gosh. It was one o'clock. I'm like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. We need to get up and keep uh, some kind of routine going. And needless to say, they were really restless throughout the reading. Usually they're really interactive. I read to them. They read back to me. That's just our a connection, but they were very restless because they've been asleep and they're kind of lethargic. So my suggestion is, is to maintain your regular routine and take on some of those projects. Now I have done that. What I have started is I'm like, Oh my goodness. I have started cleaning out my attic. I didn't know I had so much junk up in that attic. I had science fair projects from my daughter's fifth grade class. I'm like, why am I keeping this? What What, what is the point? Why, Kim? Why? Sounds like you're a whore over there, huh? Sounds like well, you're a whore, but, huh? but, you know, actually, I am a minimalist, but... I do hear you, but I I keep things at a minimum, but it's easy to store mm-hmm. things in the attic because it's out of sight. 
and it's like, oh, okay, this was her. Oh, this was so cute. She won a ribbon for that. She won second place. I'm going to keep it for what? Take a picture of it and keep it moving. Okay. This is what you did in the fifth grade. And so those are the things that I'm doing. I'm cleaning out the attic. And that has been a big, big task. Any other home improvement projects I'm not doing. I have, uh, I will tell you one other thing that I did. I Something came in the mail and there was some recipe for taco chili. It was like, oh, that sounds kind of good. I'll take some over to my folks mm -hmm. and make it. It was really good and really simple. You just dump the, the brown the ground beef and dump everything in there, put it in the crock pot, let it cook for four hours. And my dad, who is a meat eater, thoroughly enjoyed it. He was like, this is good, daughter. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh -huh. Sprinkled a little cheese on it and put some uh, chopped onions. You know, kind of made it like a taco, if you will, but it was a taco chili. So th those are my big takeaways for being quarantined so far. What yeah, about you, so, sir? Man, to be honest with you, uh, just I'm working. So we can try to get lawns closed and try and get everything, you know, just try to get people to the closing table. So not really any, any true adjustment, you know, everything else. So, Kim, any final thoughts for we in this broadcast today? The final thought that I have is to make a budget. Budget, budget, budget. You need a budget during these unpredictable times. You need to know what your household expenses are so you can budget for the future. Please make a budget. And got to make that budget. And that's the thing is that budgeting, because again, we don't know what's going to happen with how tomorrow. But impact yourself as a general is that you may get the illness, your family may get the illness, who knows? Everybody's going to be affected indirectly and directly. Kim, again, I just right. want to thank you for appreciating, you know all day long with us here this is another episode of everyone doesn't eat everybody's combo peace joy love happiness see whatever you next week same place same time whatever obstacle you're going through whatever thing you're enduring always that the man above will always carry you through if you put your trust in him keep him first everything will take care of something else stay, stay blessed and bless everyone bless this country and bless this world See you next week.